Welcome to the Delta Venture Podcast. In this episode, we will be speaking with Eric, also known as Foster Clunk of Clunk House, about the many aspects of his current work with video editing, along with the plans and dreams he has for his editing career. So let's settle in and enjoy. My name is Eric, or Fuster Clunk, as I go by online. I do a lot of editing for YouTube, uh, so I do edit for a few different Twitch channels, including my own, uh, one of them being Poppy Eric, and the other one's Starlord Stew. I do editing for my channel under the Clunk House name on YouTube. What made you want to start uh, editing video? Were you starting your own little projects, or so something you got into? This is kind of a long story, I guess you'd say. <laughs> um, so it goes back to like when I was when I was a kid. Um, me and another one of my friends, we used to make like all these like videos on like V like the can like the camcorders that you had like the VHS tape that you put in, and we just used to make all these stupid little videos all the time. And I don't know, I just really I really loved it. And so I, I carried that passion with me through to my adult life, I guess, into into high school. And so when they were sitting you down asking you, what did you want to do? Where do you want to go to college? What do you want for your career, for your life? What do you want to do? I was looking at colleges and I'm like, you know what? This is the one thing that I've really attached myself to. I think this is something that I seriously want to pursue in some way or another. So did you get any like formal education in editing or has yes. it all just been self-taught? Uh, no, I, I'm not nearly motivated enough to teach myself how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went to college for media, um, media creation. So sound design and video editing. How was that? Oh, dude, it was a blast. Um, met a lot of really cool people there. Um, a lot of them are way more successful than I am. Um, but you know, the struggle's real and you know, I just gotta grind it until I get it. Yeah, man. So when when was your first big production? Like I know I I guess big is kind of a bad term, but like something that you actually put time into. What was that? Like my first year that I started taking actual editing courses. Um we had a couple like basic video shoots. Um the first one we had to do where it was like you just take a camera, you don't get to edit at all. You have to basically say, these are the shots I want to do, shoot those shots exactly how you wanted them and make a film that way. So that that was already a daunting task. That means it, that kind of forces you to plan out what you want. And I, that, that, that end of it kind of turned me off to being like the cameraman, the director. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I like being able to go back and look at what I have and make a story out of that. I, I like to be able to make mistakes mm -hmm. and then fix them later on after that we started getting into the editing side of it and we had a we had a couple projects where we were finally able to we were finally allowed to edit and it was just i don't it's it's a really weird experience um because he, most people would say that sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day is just absolutely mind-numbing and it, it is um <laughs> but when you when you get i don't know you just get into this like zone so to speak you get so immersed in what you're creating. It's just an absolutely wonderful experience, even though it's so tense, it's so aggravating. <laughs> um, like every part about the the creation experience, as far as editing goes, it's just absolutely brutal. But for whatever reason, I just really like like the small 
details, the meticulousness of it, being able to choose exactly how I want things to show up, how I want it to sound, how I want it to present itself on the screen. I, I don't know, just having like those, those first like tastes of it where, you know, we were given like stock footage. We were just given footage that was filmed, fuck, I don't know, like in the seventies or the eighties. <laughs> Like this is stuff, apparently the, apparently film schools do this. Like it's like the first like major editing project that schools do where okay. they give you like these, they give you like the stock footage and it's been passed down since like the eighties. So people are, have been editing this same stock footage for years and years and years. It's like their intro to editing project. And you're given that and then you're told, tell a story with your editing. Wow. <laughs> right. And you know, the crazy thing is my professor, when he, 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 introduced us to this project he said this is what i want you to do and we're gonna watch these at the end of it and i guarantee you no two of them will be edited the same and you think that's kind of crazy i mean like it's stock footage it's got to come out the same and he was right dude not a single one of those projects even looked the same felt the same wow it, it's it's amazing to me the creativity that comes to fruition when you edit you know you meet a lot of editors that are kind of like you, you, when you picture a standard editor, you picture like the guy that's really technical. I want things to be a certain way. This is how I do it. Da, 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 da. But they don't really have a lot of zest for life. You know, spice, you know? Yeah. But seeing this creativity that other people bring to the table, it's just like, how can you not? And you have to edit that way. You have to edit creatively. Yeah. I'm sure it's just like anything else. I mean, it can't be made by a robot. 100%, dude. Like, it, it's... I would say music, but they've taught they've taught robots how to do music now. So yeah. <laughs> so what are some challenges of of doing an edit? I mean, oh, getting into it in school is certainly mm. daunting. But now that yeah. you're you're out of school, what what challenges are you most about doing an edit? Um, one of the biggest challenges that I found while working for other people, especially, is just the motivation to sit down and do it. Because even though you can like something and you love doing it realistically it's still a job and so most of the time i'm not getting paid or if i do get paid i get paid not as much as my job is so it's hard to just sit down and sink all this into something that's realistically not supporting my family it's mm -hmm. mostly just a passion at this point i do i want it to become my job of course i do but small stepping stones that up front just knowing that i'm going to sit here and like when i do like those those uh, clip compilations for Poppy. Yeah. Uh, those can take upwards of 16 hours of video. So just knowing that I'm going to be sinking that kind of time in over the course of multiple days after I've come home from working a shift, before I go out with family, you know, all these little things that I have to fo I have to fit this in around life. It's, it's a really difficult mental hurdle to get over. Yeah. No, I completely understand. Mm -hmm. I make Making time investments in something that uh, you're not really realistically getting a return on. It, oh, dude. It's definitely something you have to be dedicated to do and finding the motivation. Yeah. Finding Honestly, that motivation I, is a pain. I think any kind of like creative venture, you know, right. it has to be more than passion. You know, I think um, I actually, I had this described to me uh, by multiple people. They've said that the passion is really like just the only thing that's like, it's like that is that feeling that like when you're at work, you're like, I can't wait to get home and get started on this. You know, a lot of people have that passion, but the people that actually get things done are the people that put their nose to the grindstone, even though they're tired from work and they're, they just don't want to do it right now. That's the dedication. The dedication has to come 
in order for these dreams to become reality. Yeah. Like I said, this is the same working up the dedication to do it. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough. You know, not everybody's got that in them. So how did you come up with Clunk House? Where, where does that come from? So this is... It started with my with my uh, online handle, Fluster Clunk, which was also a name that I'd workshopped for way longer than I'd care to admit, because um, I was just starting out my my quote unquote Twitch streaming career. Uh huh. That's way too glorious of a term for what I do on Twitch. <laughs> right. Um. So I was trying to think of a name because originally my first online username was something that only an edge lord could come up with. It was Deathly Spectre. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's real cool, dude. Tone very, it down a little bit. <laughs> very three edgy five. Maybe me. yeah, maybe get a normal haircut, you know. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, as I'd gone on, I'd realized that I'm like, this is the stupidest fucking name I've ever seen in my life. And so I, I, I'm like, I gotta change this. So I'm sitting here working at Staples, and when you're working retail, you know, you've got nothing better to do than just think, let your thoughts run idle. Yeah. It's like mowing the lawn, you know, you just kind of go into autopilot. Exactly. Um, but so I started workshopping these names and I, I went through a couple of them. I can't remember, but I hit, I kind of hit the idea that, you know, my life's kind of like a clusterfuck right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause I'm after college, I'm not doing anything in my life. I'm working at Staples. I, I have all this experience and I'm not doing jack shit with it. So it's, it's my life's a cluster. Yeah. So I started moving things around and I, I, I had this guy that I worked with. He was really into funk music at the time. So I was like, you know what? Cluster funk. You know, that's kind of funny, you know, but I'm like, no, I don't like it. So I started, I started just moving the letters around and I eventually settled on Fluster Clunk. And I'm like, okay, I like this. It's a good idea. I can work with this. But then when I wanted to start doing YouTube stuff, I'm like, I don't have the presence to stand alone. Like I can talk serious stuff all day long, but if I want to be funny, I need someone to riff with. Right. So I brought in a few buddies and then we decided to make this YouTube channel together and since it's not just me it's more of a group of people we decided to call it clunk house because i started it but it's all the people that are kind of together in this quote-unquote house you know right so it's just it's just like i said it's just a group of people that have come together to create these funny videos so i bought a t-shirt from you <clears throat> is it comfy it is comfy it's very there you go very worth, nice the per worth the purchase absolutely win it finally freaking got to me for real dude that's a story <laughs> in itself yes it is damn you streamlabs uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the uh the branding that's on it what's the uh what's the deal with the anvil Where so there's, there's literally no meaning behind it absolutely none it was just cool. not at all so this is what i did i went i talked to somebody that i used to a graphic designer i used to i used to know and talk to a little bit um and i just said okay this is kind of what i'm feeling i'm kind of feeling like like this dwarven sort of styling, like, you know, the art deco yeah. with it, like, with like centered around an anvil. You know, I just, that's basically all I told her. Nice. That's uh, all I said. And then she's like, okay, I think I can work with that. I'm like, sweet, awesome. She comes back to me like, I don't know, a couple weeks later with that logo. I'm like, it's perfect. Don't do anything to it. Nice. I love it. Seriously, 100%. And that, that was it. Like, I just, I'm like, this is perfect. I mean, I literally just threw out these ideas. I'm like, I don't even know what I want right now. <laughs> just, I fucking fucking anvil. I don't know. Just, you know. <laughs> uh, funny yeah. enough, I was uh, I was wearing it one day when I went to the Renaissance Festival, and somebody was like, "Oh, do you partake in the art of forging?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Uh, no." <laughs> forging videos, you mean? 
right? It's <laughs> like, it's future stuff, man. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you said that uh, live streaming was a, a big part of it. Where does where does that come into the uh, the Fuster and Clunk House part of things? How um, yeah. do you mainly use that for recording stuff to edit, or are um, you on there to have fun? The uh, streaming is kind of like a like an on and off sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that I I really enjoy doing. Kind of not really. I don't. It's really weird. It's like this. It's like this broken relationship. Like this really painful love that I have. You know. Like it's like I want to be good at it and I want to do it because I see people that are really enjoying it, really growing their community. Mm-hmm. I'm like I want that. I want to be happy playing games with other people i want to i want to enjoy that but for me i just don't think it's realistic one because i don't have the time to do it i don't have the time to grow an audience like that and two i don't have what is stereotypically classified as the streamer's personality okay you know the extremely outgoing over the top a little bit hyper but still grounded like the the let's go get some hype in the chat type of people exactly and i just even with practice even on my best days it just doesn't happen so it's the the way that I work it started out as streaming it started out as streaming because that was the easiest thing to do because you can just hit the button and go live but over as time passed I was like you know what I kind of want to get back to my roots I kind of want to get back to editing and don't get me wrong it takes a lot longer to do that yeah um which is why the last clunk house video was over a year old and i haven't released a new one yet which is hopefully it's just hopefully coming i'm just there's there's been a few personal things going on that i've had some issues kind of like getting things moving yeah at some point i hope to do it to focus more on something like that because i i do a lot better when i can edit Mm. because i can't turn out I know that I can't turn out that perfect, good content, not even perfect, but just like really enjoyable content that draws people in right. without changing something. You know, I, I have to change something about myself and editing is how I do that. Editing is how I make me sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you are preaching to the choir. Just, just gotta put that nice shine on it and pretend like I'm, in a, like I'm a funny person, you know? Right, like no, I can I can speak connected sentences without fumbling or padding at all. <laughs> the fucking work. <laughs> um, so where would you like to see Clunk House go in the future? That's 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 the question though, isn't it? There's a lot of different things I'd like to see. There's like the small vision of editing for other streams, editing my own work, and just putting out YouTube content, which would be nice if I could ever become even remotely popular just editing for YouTube and creating content that way. I'd, I'd probably be very happy. But there are several other things that are kind of what I consider to be pipe dreams, I guess you'd say. Yeah. These are the shoot for the stars kind of thing, and if you don't make it, well, at least you try. The I'd, I'd always kind of really enjoyed the idea of owning my own like media creation company like my own editing house right so like the idea where people can just come and record stuff or whatever and then like not only that but just like having a couple people employed where i could just like do edits for youtube for channels that wanted to hire our services yeah you know stuff like that 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 would be a really nice dream to have too Mm -hmm. um but then there's also the the idea that well maybe i want to make a series i'd love to make like a sci-fi series that would be cool and i've i've actually been working on an idea for a sci-fi series for about seven eight years now i'd say maybe even longer it might be nine it's time goes so fast (laughs) but 
again, if I can barely get to the, if I can barely get YouTube editing done, this sci-fi dream is a pipe dream. Right. You know, so there's, there's, there's these lofty ambitions I have, but realistically grounded, I'd take a full-time editing job for a streamer any day of the week. You know, that's, that's like the most realistic I could think of. Yeah. But even then I'd be happy. Oh yeah. No, you definitely have the chops for it. I mean, your edits are, are clean and that's, they seem to do pretty well as far as view counts go. They do. Um, but it, it always goes back to that, that dedication mantra I sort of mm -hmm. have. And yeah, you know, you know, like producing stuff like this, you always have that worry and then like that nag in the back of your head. Do I have what it takes? Do I have that dedication to make this dream become a reality? Right. And and that's that's something you just gotta grapple with on a daily, you know. No, yeah, no. I the stress mm. is real because I'm trying to do as much as I can to promote Dude, for real. Like I'm I'm the... actually pleasantly surprised at the the frequency speaking of speaking of messing up your words the <laughs> frequency of what you're of how often you put out stuff it's actually a really nice pleasant surprise you know because most people it's every three days <laughs> <laughs> every three days i have it marked on a calendar right next to my desk it is a social media Man, day if i that if I, I had that if i had a calendar just next to my computer like that i can guarantee you yep. i would be freaking out oh yeah no now you know the secret Ooh, get back the <laughs> curtains i gotta get something like that i gotta i gotta learn from you i gotta take in the secrets that you have notice me senpai okay. i mean what <laughs> so what do you got going on in the future oh, man i know dude what, uh... <laughs> realistically no i mean clue. outside of outside of doing the the clip edits for poppy what what else is there um realistically i want to ramp up production on my channel um i want to ramp it up and i also want to i, I want to start being able to like get on sites like fiverr stuff like that doing basic edits for other gotcha. people and actually start building a portfolio you know making making something of this skill that i have that's the next step absolutely well before you go tell everybody where they can find your content. okay so if you truly want to see the dim spectacle that is my content you can find me on buster clunk on twitch tv or if you like youtube videos a little bit better i'm clunk house on youtube and i if you enjoy the occasional funny or weird tweet house of clunk on twitter that's where my unfiltered thoughts go may god save us all Thank you for listening to Delta Venture. Feel free to check out our social media on various platforms including Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as our YouTube channel where you can catch glimpses into what goes on behind the mic. All links to our as well as our guest social media can be found in the episode description or on the channel's page at anchor.fm forward slash Delta Venture. And hey, thanks for tuning in. <laughs>